0: Training camp is well underway, and there was a lot to talk about on this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. On this episode, we're going to break down the Niners defense heading into the 2021 season. We're going to break down the D-line all the way through the secondary, talk about some guys to keep an eye on, who needs to have a big preseason, and a whole lot more, so make sure to keep a lock. We'll also break down some headlines on the offensive side as well, talk about Jimmy G and Trey Lance. And the whole deal there. And also, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. Today, we will break down the defense for the 49ers 2021 season as last week we went through the offense. Training camp is in full swing and we got a lot of headlines to cover and just like that, we got a week and a half until 49ers Football is right back on TV once again as preseason week one is next week. Jay Sahoda, Zach Chevy, 49 away podcast. You know the deal. Chevy, what's going on, man?
1: I'm um, good. How are you, bro? It's been a good week. And, you know, training camp started. Very excited to talk about that.
0: Absolutely, I'm doing good, man. Is a lot to talk about. I know we're gonna focus on the on the defense for the most part, but I mean there is some things on the offense we definitely gotta address first. Um, I think we'll start with some of the headlines so far, and I think the obvious one is the quarterback position. But I'm gonna wait on that first. I'm gonna go to some other things on the offense, and I'm actually gonna start with some guys that weren't around last year. Guys that we that we've been really excited to get going. And that's Jalen Hurd and D. For injuries, um, it's really just a great sight to see, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it's great seeing them back at camp. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurd, we've been waiting for a long time for him to be the potential wide receiver three between Samuel and Ayuk, and uh, you know, having him back there and healthy is such a great addition. And D. Ford, man, we all saw what D. Ford and Nick Bosa did together in twenty nineteen. If he can stay healthy, that's a big addition for this Niner team, this Niner defense specifically.
0: No question. I think the the big thing looking at this offense, like we talked about last uh, last week, was how dynamic this offense can be with adding the elements of Jalen Hurd and Trey Lance and got guy, different guys like that that we didn't have at our disposal last year or even years prior to that, so I'm really excited. I hope he, I hope he's going to get some reps in in uh, next week's preseason game. I'm sure he'll get some playing time um, during the preseason at all, and I hope he he gets a healthy one and he's ready to go week one. So that's really uh, just been a great sight, and we'll get to D four in a minute. But before we get to the defense. All the talk so far at training camp has been about number five, Trey Lance. I mean, it's been fairly remarkable.
1: Yeah, he has been phenomenal. You know, I saw something. He had five deep runs and then was also 5-5 five for five at throwing, and it, including one of them, which was a 50-yard bullet. Uh, I forget who it was, too, but it was a touchdown. And, you know, Trey Lance is just looking so dynamic, and he's looking great out there. You know, training camp you got to take it with a grain of salt. It's training camp. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see him in the preseason games. He's giving me some hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, the tough thing is in training camp, it's the people who are there. So the media people who are there, the coaching staff, the players, yeah. the the fans that are there to watch that. So they're the ones seeing it in person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to wait to judge this. Oh, yeah. Until I watch Trey Lance in the preseason. And I know, again, my expectations are going to be low in preseason because, you know, it's the first game for everyone back. And as a rookie, you know, it's not going to, you know, he's not going to go out there and look like Tom Brady in, in the first <laughs> week. Having said that, that's the way they're making it up in training camp is if Trey Lance is looking like like the next Patrick Mahomes. It's like pretty unbelievable to I'll see that, that when, when Trey, oh, I think we'll all take that. And the fact that training camp started, what, like five days ago, like literally yeah. last week, it's been a week. And we're already talking about, oh, Trey, Trey Lance is just wowing everyone and stuff. I don't doubt it because this is why we we traded up to get him. Having said that, I just think it's too early and I got to see it for myself first. But yeah, I got, I, I mean, I'm going to just go on record and say this now, though, when I've been reading about it and thinking about it. If this is true, if all this talk is true, I, I I can't see Jimmy Garoppolo starting 16 games this season. I think oh, oh, he's...
1: Sta- no chance. No chance he's starting 16 games this season. Trey Lance is definitely getting in there at some point. He's looking amazing. Now, the thing that I want to shut down, though, is, you know, Jimmy the, the Colts because the Wentz injury and stuff. Jimmy's not going to the Colts. Jimmy is starting the season as our QB. they repeatedly said that, and I will repeatedly say it. Jimmy is starting. But this is definitely getting in there. I don't know if he's getting in there. But when he's ready, he's going to go in there because he will give us the best possible chance to win. You know, the run game will be insane. And if he's hitting those deep balls with accuracy, he can be like that Mahomes-esque. You know, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes because – Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But he he has legs that he uses. His arm's insane. We'll see. I'm very excited to see Trey Lance, especially in preseason, to get a good look at what he can do with the Shanahan's play calling.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely. And I I also do think Jimmy's going to start week one. Um, I, I, again, I know a lot of people are saying Trey Lance is playing so good already that he's good enough to win in, in week one. But, you know, I just think Jimmy has done enough I think we already know what you know what he can bring to the table so it's not like there's a lot of unknowns there but I just think if this if this continues to happen and the players continue to see what Trey Lance can do and how he can elevate this offense I just I can't I can't see it and and it's so unfortunate because I I don't think it would have to do a lot because of Jimmy Garoppolo can't do something or Jimmy Garoppolo struggling, I think if Garoppolo gets replaced and Trey Lance starts, it would solely because Trey Lance is just that much better and that good that he can elevate the offense in a way that Jimmy G can't, and that's unfortunate. I mean, like I feel, I feel bad for Jimmy. You know, he, the guys c- come into camp, come in OTAs with a really, really great mindset. Um, he's handling the situation like you know, like the leader that you want him to handle the situation. But I mean, I I feel bad for him because it's it's not fun to be in the situation he's in. He hasn't done anything on the field to, you know, show that, you know, you're not deserving of the starting quarterback job. Obviously, it's been literally a series of unfortunate events. No one can script that Jimmy was going to get hurt two out of three years. And now we're here and it's, you know, you're, you're more than likely going to get unseated at some point solely because, you know, he's just, un- he, Trey Lance is just an amazing football player. He's just a better player. athlete. You're yeah. A better football player. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not a knock on Jimmy or anything like that. But again, I'm going to wait to fully judge this Trey Lance hype until I see it with my own eyes. But man, that, that, um, uh, all the talk it's, it's been something. But yeah. we'll talk next week when we preview uh, the first preseason game against Kansas City. But going to the defensive side is that's where we're going to focus majority of this episode on, and we'll start with the defensive line. This is a really interesting year for the D line. Obviously, last year, I honestly, I would, I'm not even going to go out and say they struggled last year. This this D line held up really, really well, considering. The depth got tested really, really mightily last year with so many guys going down. But I think they held up their own and they did their best when they could and during the season. But you look at the new additions here Samson Ebucam comes in, Ardenkey, Mohurst, Zach Kerr, and then recently signed Eddie Yarbrough from D Ford and Nick Bosa back. Really, the only guys who played last year were Eric Armstead and DJ Jones, Kevin Givens, and Kentavi Street. That's like four guys. The rest of the D line's kind of new. What are some things you're looking at um heading into preseason and in camp from this defensive line?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm looking to be healthy. That's the big question of our entire defense. There was our our entire defense basically wasn't healthy last year. It was it was a nightmare. But You know, I'm especially looking forward to see uh, Javon Kinlaw. I've been taught heard a lot of great things about him in uh, training camp. You know, I I really think he's going to be a force there, and you know, it may look it may make the Defoe trade look a bit better. You know, it really hurt this defensive line to lose Defoe, but slotting Armstead back into tackle is something that I hope uh, happens because that's where Armstead thrived in 2019, and you know. My hope is that D Ford is healthy. You know, we talked about it a bit at the start that he's playing in 11 on, 11, 11 on 11s. But, uh, you know, D Ford was such a monster in uh, 2019 and he really brought that pressure from the other side. And once you get both tackles pressured, the QB doesn't have time to throw and he makes a mistake. Gives it to one of our great, either Fred Warner or Jason Verrett, you know. That, that's the thing. Our, our defensive line is the core of uh, this team. So uh, we, we really need to take a close look at them and they're healthy. That's the biggest key.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing looking at the defensive line is a lot of people have been comparing it to 2019 because like you mentioned, that was the strength of this team. You know, this, the way that you saw, it took some time for the offense to kind of get going in 2019, but the defense was relentless right from the get-go in that week one game against Tampa. And like you mentioned, with this pressure, our secondary would have never had that good of a season. Mosley ate, Sherman ate, like the whole secondary ate in 2019 solely because you had Nick Bosa, Armstead, Defoe, DJ Jones running up the gut at the quarterback. And, I think the best example is Aaron Rodgers. The guy played absolutely horrifying against us. And that's, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, arguably the best quarterback in the NFC over this past decade. And this D-line absolutely embarrassed him, not once, but twice. But I I think health obviously is the biggest thing. But the guys that I'm looking for, I think you highlighted it perfectly. Javon Kinlaw is a big one. Last year, there's a lot of ups and downs. Wasn't healthy all the time. He's had some problems with his knee this offseason, which I don't necessarily love, but I know D'Amico Ryans has talked really highly of him, saying he's coming in this year. He he looks a lot better coming into camp. I like that one. For me, I'm going to highlight two guys actually here. I'm going to go one. Samson Ebukam is a really fascinating one for me. We gave him a contract. I think you and I both agree that we paid him a little bit too much. Oh, yeah. But I got to say, I really did like him in L.A. I mean, obviously, I didn't like him playing for the Rams, but he's a great (laughs) player. He was a great player. He got after the quarterback. He can, you know, he's quick. He's a big guy. And I think he kind of fits what the Niners do in a lot of ways. So that's a guy that I'm looking for. And the other one is Arden Key. This is a guy who the Raiders had a lot of high hopes for coming out of college and never could really get his footing straight. It's almost like, you know, what's funny. I'm going to make this comparison. I think Arden Key and Solomon Thomas are like almost parallels. And yet they basically just swapped teams. (laughs) Right. Solomon (laughs) Thomas, Solomon Thomas, right. The Niners drafted him high hopes. And just, he couldn't just, I think it was like consistency was probably the key there. And then for Arden Key, I didn't watch a ton of them in, in, in Vegas or Oakland, wherever the, the, the Raiders I don't watch a ton of him, but from what my reading and what I've done up on him, it, it just seems like he just couldn't really get going. This is the perfect defensive scheme that you want to be put in, and you got one of the best D-line coaches in the league, and Chris Kosarek pushing your ass. I'm, Arden Key is one I'm looking forward to, man, because if he can get going and join this D-line, this is a very deep group.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think this the depth on this team is something that we drastically improved because we needed the improvements looking at last year, you know. I'm excited for guys like Kevin Givens and hopefully Contavious Street, you know, and DJ Jones. The 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 tackles, you know. you're talking about the defensive ends, but Kinlaw can go down, Armstead can go down. They've been they've gone down before. So we got to look at those backup tackles, you know, DJ Jones is a guy who I really liked last year. And, you know, I, I really think DJ Jones could step up. Um, and Kevin Givens is the name I've heard a lot, uh, in training camp and, uh, a bit before Kevin, uh, before training camp where they're saying, you know, he's just, he's gone faster. He's gone stronger. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited to see them.
0: Absolutely. And I think another, another few guys to add in there, Mohurst the guy who I watched a oh, lot yeah. of Michigan really excited about that addition. Zach Kerr's another one and I look at DJ Mohurst and Zach Kerr when you if you were to put all three of those guys standing in the same line they look almost identical big <laughs> massive guys that will get after the quarterback. I I love it. This is a it's the D line. This is a group that That's I think can be Yeah, I think they can be really really good, really quick, but I think The biggest thing, like you said, health. And you know what's funny is we mentioned all of those names, and the one guy we didn't mention, that's really in in a lot of ways is the veteran on this D-line now. It wasn't too long ago we are talking about as the young guy, Eric Armstead. He's the leader of this D-line now. This is his defensive line. This is a big year for him. He had that amazing 2019 campaign, the best of his career, Kind of dropped off last year, and I think you and I both talked about Bosa, not having Bosa there really made an impact on how Armstead performed. I think this is a big year for Armstead, regardless how Nick Bosa is supposedly going to be back for week one. But, you know, in the event Bosa misses maybe a game or two, I think this is a big year for Eric Armstead to take that next level and really earn in that big paycheck that he received last year
1: yeah you really need to or else it's dead cap as terrible as it sounds but you know we signed eric armstead to be eric armstead of 2019 so you know i do think playing on the end last year kind of hurt him because he was so much better inside and you know if Kinlaw's strong and armstead strong they can get through to the quarterback and that's that's what this defense has been made about you know first was Sala, now with D'Amico. You know, it's all about getting to the quarterback. If you can pressure the quarterback, the quarterback will make mistakes and our guy gets balls. That's what we do. We just, we, we're a hawk like that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I'm really excited to see this group um, week one of the regular season. I can't anticipate a ton of these guys will play in the preseason, but I think some of them I am intrigued, and I think Arden Key's one of them, um, and then seeing some of those other guys. But again, you know, I look at this D-line, I know what I'm getting on, out of almost all of them because last year we saw a lot of Kevin Gibbons, Cantavia Street, Darian Daniels. We saw a lot of those guys get reps last year. So I kind of know what we're getting out of them, but I'm really excited for this group and I hope everyone can stay healthy. Moving on to the linebackers, and I don't think we need to spend a ton of time here <laughs> because obviously we all know Fred Warner, really the leader of this defense and will be the leader going forward. Um, I'm so I, I think this has to be. You look at John Lynch's draft drafting since he took over. George Kittle's probably number one. I'd probably say Fred Warner's number two. This guy has panned out more than you could have asked for when we drafted him. How well he's how well he has carried himself, not just on the field but off the field, being and now a team captain. I mean, he earned every bit of that paycheck that he got a week ago. I love Fred Warner. I'm glad he's here to stay, and I'm happy that he's carrying on that legacy of 49ers linebackers that have been for the past decade. Willis and Bowman were special. Fred Warner is exactly like that. So I think we don't need to spend time on Freddie. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I I gotta I gotta
1: give my big love to Freddie too. You know, I'm a huge Fred Warner fan. Gotta get the jersey coming in the mail soon. You know, I I, I love Fred and and he's just the quarterback of this defense. And you know, as you said, I'm so excited to see what he does as long as he stays healthy like the entire defense. But that's that's the worry of every Niners fan, you know, not just me. So (laughs) don't have to say that twice.
0: Absolutely. And then obviously aside from him. It's looking like it'll probably end up being Dre Greenlaw, who is another guy who I think has been outstanding oh, yeah. since he's gotten here. And then Aziz who who is currently injured. So not really sure if he'll be ready for week one or not. Don't really know the whole status of that, but he's out and will be out for a few weeks. So the question is, who's going to be playing aside those two? And the two guys that I think are interesting, one, Marcel Harris is apparently taking reps at linebackers now. He has previously took a lot of reps at safety. He's now, they're moving him to linebacker. And the other one is Demetrius Flanagan Foles. This is a guy who I've heard a ton of hype about. He's been with us for a few years now. Hasn't really got his time to shine. If Al Shire can't go week one or two, Flanagan Foles is going to be that guy. That's the guy in this linebacker group that I'm kind of looking out to watch in the preseason.
1: Yeah, I'm looking to see what he can do, uh, especially because I think he'll challenge for that spot if Aziz Alshire isn't ready. Uh, a name that I've been interested in ever since we signed him, I don't think he's going to start, but I'd like to see a couple reps from him is Justin Hillard. Uh, you know, he was the, I'm pretty sure he's the Buckeyes line, middle linebacker, and, you know, he didn't get drafted, but, you know, we picked him up, and I wanted to see if, uh, him coming to this amazing linebacker group with Fred Warner and Greenlaw, if he could learn from them and, you know, maybe get to the, where he was. Uh, you know, he was a pretty big recruit, I think, at one point. So uh, I, I really want to see what he could do in this off in this defense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's a very interesting one. Um, seeing what Marcel Harris can do with linebacker, thing if it's anything like he played at safety, I really like oh, yeah. safety. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see him playing a linebacker. But again, there's not a ton to talk about in the linebacker groups because yep. Warner and or Freddie and Dre are just so great that there's no really need to talk about them. And I would honestly bench Freddie the entire preseason. There's no need for him to play. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Moving into the secondary, and I think this is where, you know, this should take really a, a decent amount of time here. Because it's, I think it's the most interesting one. And yet we're dealing with injuries currently. So we got Mosley on the COVID list. And then apparently Tim Harris, who replaced Emmanuel Mosley, he's now hurt. So they're kind of struggling of who to put across Jason Verrett. And this kind of scares me because Jason Verrett does not have the greatest track record for being healthy. So I am a little bit worried about the cornerback position right now and I don't think I'll be as worried by week one but I think this one and, and I know I brought this name up earlier when you and I were talking near the draft Ambry Thomas is a name that I'll be watching and I know Demondre Lenore is another one too those two guys who we drafted very very curious to see what they could do in the preseason
1: yeah those are the guys that I'm focusing on especially because our cornerback depth is fairly thin and you know uh, it's been tested already, so you know they're the guys with the potential. I think Ambry Thomas, you know, has a lot of the raw tools, but I think he needs a bit more time, a bit more seasoning. Uh, Lenoir, I'd like to see. You know, I- I'd like to see them both in the preseason, but you know, he he's a big tackler, and I, I want to see how he would do because I really think he's going to be more of a nickelback, but uh. Who knows? Who knows how they're going to do the secondary with their injuries? But that's the biggest thing with this secondary. You know, they were injured last year, injured this year. We we need to stay healthy there, you know?
0: Yeah, and no doubt. And I think that was one of the biggest silver linings last year, obviously, with Richard Sherman being out for a long period of time. But the big thing was Jason Verrett playing the way that he did and finally earning that paycheck that we gave him back in 2019 after he – we signed him in 19. He came in, went out literally after like four plays, gone for the whole year, comes back the next year, has a phenomenal year. Now, this is a really big prove of year. Verrett could have easily taken a bigger paycheck, comes back on a one-year deal instead to try and really prove his worth and get his bag. I think we saw what Jason Verrett can do when he's healthy. The thing is, can we trust him to stay healthy? That's a whole other thing. That I obviously will find out this season whether he can live up to that. But again, I'm really curious to see who plays aside him. This is kind of a new looked DB area. And I know they went out, they signed veteran BW Webb as well this past week. But I'm really intrigued to see what Lenore and Ambry Thomas can do in the secondary. It's a big one. And then moving over to safety, Jakowski Tart is out not exactly sure why and honestly I'm not very surprised that he is but then there's Jimmy Ward who also had another tremendous year and I think 2019 was his best year of his career 2020 followed it up with a really nice season as well but the guy again I'm sticking with this draft class I'm really excited to watch Noah Hafunga in the preseason
1: yeah i agree you know hafunga is a guy that i'm very intrigued to see what he can bring this to this team because as you said health is not on the side of the 49ers secondary including the safety and you know whenever you draft a rookie you know you, you watch clips on him and you you see what he can bring and you see the potential in him and i'd love to see what he can bring that to this system and on like actual game you know, seeing it in training camp, it is what it is. But I, I just want to see the preseason. I'm very excited for the preseason.
0: Absolutely. And that's who it was again, who's taking the reps for Joukowsky Tard right now. It's Tavon Wilson, who I believe we had for a little bit last season. Um, but now he gets the start, so he could potentially um, get some reps in the preseason as well. He's a veteran who I like. And then another guy who's also an interesting one in our depth is tony jefferson who's also a veteran so you look at our our safety depth is really good and i like that we have a lot of nice depth in our secondary and tony jefferson's another interesting one to keep an eye on
1: yeah i agree i think tony jefferson uh i'm glad that we signed him because our depth is just it gets tested at times and we you know coming from oklahoma Good old cornerback. Uh, I, I think he can really help out the team. And just having that depth is so needed because of how Ward and Tart are so injury prone. But yeah, as, as you mentioned with Tavon Wilson, you know, I, I think they're going to really give him a chance. And I, I really think because, you know, whatever that Tart injury is, if, he, if he's not healthy, I think he's the next one up. And, you know, uh, just to see the battle between him and Hufunga in uh, training camp to, to see who's going to get that uh, spot if there is an injury. And even, as you mentioned, Tony Jefferson.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm, I mean, I'm really excited to see how that kind of turns out in the preseason as well. I think this defense is, is really, really fascinating. But there's one guy that we haven't talked about here, and he's going to be controlling the entire defense. He's new at this... He's been the linebackers coach, our new defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. This is the interesting one here. What are some things you're looking for with D'Amico Ryans being the defensive coordinator for the first time?
1: You know, I think he's going to adapt. Like he said, his system is very similar to Salah's. So, you know, we're going to see a lot of the same stuff as we've seen in previous years, as he has kind of the same system. But, you know, he was a great linebackers coach teaching Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. And, you know, as we said, that's probably our area of least worry because it's been so good in the past. So, you know, if he can shape that uh, into what it is, I'm very excited to see what he can do with the entire group.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And that's kind of the first thing that came to mind for me as well when talking about D'Amico Ryans was knowing that he was the linebackers coach. I was kind of thinking and being like, Wow, look at, look at how Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw have developed into the players that they have. That has to show something for what D'Amico Ryans has done. And obviously, coaching under Robert Sala for the past few years, I don't think it's going to be that different than what Sala has ran in the past. I really don't. It's going to be a similar style, similar uh, scheme and all that stuff. So I'm not you know, expecting anything different. I'm expecting the same style of football, play fast, get to the quarterback. Um, You know, so I'm not, I'm not expecting a whole ton different in that regard, but I'm excited to see what he does. And I'm excited to see what Mike McDaniel does on offense. Although we still know Kyle Shanahan is going to be calling the shots, but Mike McDaniel has more input into the offense. So I'm excited to see those two go to work, but at the same time, they've both, been doing this for the last few years anyway so it's not like this is anything new to either of them um, but here I, I'm, I'm going to pose this next question going into this year the Rams were if not one of they were the best defense in all of football last year they also get a new defensive coordinator Seattle's defense has been kind of eh the past few years and then you got Arizona's defense who added JJ Watt how would you rank the defenses in the NFC West going into this season
1: Oh, well, I think you're crazy if you don't have the Rams in number one. You know, they were one of the best defenses of last year, and they have two of the greatest defensive players in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, it's so hard to compete with that. But I'd probably put the Cardinals and the Niners are close. I'd probably put the Cardinals ahead just because that addition of J.J. Watt is just such an added you know bonus to their team they they also drafted a linebacker in the first round i think they have high hopes for him uh you know another Ooh. year from pretty sure it's justin simmons or uh, sorry not in that uh defense that secondary, isaiah, isaiah brought, simmons isaiah simmons isaiah simmons and buda baker their secondaries their secondary strong and uh you know they have a really good defense i'd probably put them second just a bit over the niners and then i put the niners there third you know if we're healthy we we could be the best defense in this league you know our defense was that good in 2019 and it could be that good this year injuries are the biggest key uh you know that's why i'm putting them third because i just don't know about the injuries if they're healthy probably number 1 but yeah, yeah. And, then, and then north seattle you know they, they improved but it's it's not as good as the rest
0: yeah it's a it's a tough one to judge isn't it and i think that yeah, you got to give the Rams number one based off of what they did last year. My thing is they did lose some guys. They lost John Johnson. They lost um, Ebicam to the Niners. But again, Raheem Morris is one of the best defensive minds in the league, and you added him. Obviously, Brandon Staley left for the Chargers, but you replace him with Raheem Morris. I don't think there's anything, like, no, like nothing's going to change because Raheem Morris is that good. But again, I'd probably put the Rams number one for exactly the reason that you said because they got Aaron Donald, who's one of the best players in all of football, and Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in all of football as well. But again, they did lose some guys, so it's going to be interesting to see if that if this Rams defense can stay as one of the best defense uh, defenses in all of football, or are they going to take a step back? I think it's going to be the question going into the season. As for Arizona, sure, they added J.J. Watt, but J.J. Watt hasn't played more than like six games in a season since I don't even know when. So I'm gonna wait to see how that pans out. As for Chandler Jones, he requested a trade that made my day. And then for the rest, <laughs> and then for the rest of that defense, like you said, Isaiah Simmons is uh, Simmons is a baller. Um, Buda Baker, baller. Malcolm Butler. I don't really know how much he has left in the tank. So a lot of question marks for the Cardinals on that defensive side. Sure, on paper, it looks great, but we don't know a ton. And then you got Seattle. This is probably the most interesting defense of them all because, I mean, f- first of all, I mean, lo- look at all the X-Niners they got here. Carrie Hyder, Akello Witherspoon, DJ Reed. Well, well, well. Isn't that look all familiar? <laughs> but I do think this Seattle defense can be really really good at times and really really bad at times and I think we saw that last year they would play games where the 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 score is like 15 to 10 and the defense is getting to the quarterback Jamal Adams is having a day Bobby (laughs) Wagner's doing his thing but then you'll have games where they're giving up like 45 points so Seattle's so hit or miss I'm gonna put them last Because, again, all four defensive units in this division, I think, are good. Very good. But Seattle's very inconsistent. The only thing consistent about this defense is Bobby Wagner. He's the only guy that literally never has a bad game. So I'm going to say Seattle at four. Arizona, like I said, I think at three. On paper, they look really good. They're younger. But I'm not really sure what to make out of the question marks with Malcolm Butler, J.J. Watts Health, um, Chandler Jones, is he even going to be there by week one? Who knows? And then I think the Rams have one, And then the Niners, health, right? Like we talked about, can the Niners stay healthy in that unit, stay healthy? If they can stay healthy, they're the number one in this in this division. But again, that's what we say every year when we talk about this stuff, if they're healthy. Um, but I think all four offenses are just are very, very interesting. Um, and, and I know we, we focus more on the defenses, but before we end off here, why not rank the offenses in the division as well?
1: Oh, that's exciting. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I think you have to put the Seahawks at number one. You know, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. <laughs> he's got DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. He is always consistently good as long as his O-line's better, you know? I think his O-line is going to be a bit stronger. They they focused on it a bit. Uh, so I think Seattle has to be number one. Number two, i uh, I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to put Seattle two. I'm going to put the Rams one. You know, the acquisition of Stafford is just, it's so much. Giving McVay Stafford and giving Stafford an offensive-minded coach, which is something he's never had, you know, I, I think Stafford is going to have a career year, and I think uh, McVeigh and Robert Woods is going to have a great year. Uh, you know, it sucks they lost Cam Akers, but that's an offense I'm very scared of. Uh, the Niners, obviously, but, you know, I, I think I have to play Arizona first. You can't have the combo of Murray and uh, Hopkins and not just have them – like, like Murray was ridiculous last year. Kyler Murray was so gross. He he ran the ball a ridiculous amount of time, and you know, having played a full year with Hopkins, their connection is probably better. You know, And, and I really and you know, Randall Moore looks really good. Uh, their backfield's not the greatest, but you have Kyler Murray running the ball the entire time, so you don't need a great backfield. And then obviously the Niners. You know, if Trey Lance is in there. I think this offense is a lot higher. I think he brings a dynamic game and an interesting game. Jimmy, I love Jimmy, but, you know, he's got to stay healthy. And I'm just not sure he's going to stay healthy. And if he's not healthy, will Trey be ready? So that's why I have them last because they have the most questions. Whereas the other – all of them have, like, a sturdy starter. And, And then ours, I love Jimmy. I love Jimmy, and I think he'll be good. But there's a huge question
0: that's that's a fair that's a fair analysis um i think yeah cuz you know the question i asked was going into the 2021 season and i think you hit it on perfectly with all four teams and again this division is easily without a doubt the best division in all of football the most talented in all of football with so many big names um but i think i i do agree with you in terms of going into this specific season yeah i think you ranked it pretty well I'm gonna I'm gonna spin this a little differently here and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say in terms of just in general, just not talking about health specific players or anything, just all around offenses in general, Niners one, Rams two, Cardinals three, Seahawks four. and I'll back it up. I'll, I'll, I'll start with Seattle at four. You Russell <laughs> Rus- Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in this division is probably, well, with Tom Brady being in the NFC, he is the third best quarterback in the NFC. Russell Wilson as a player, Russell Wilson is this entire offense. Russell Wilson is this entire organization. And yes, the Legion of Boom did what they did from 2012 to 2014. Once Richard Sherman left, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, once they all left, Russell Wilson has literally been taking this team to contention every single year. Having said that, this Seahawks team does the same-ish every year. Weeks 1 to 5, they light it up. Russell Wilson's cooking and blah, blah, blah. Best offense. He's in the MVP conversation. Then it comes down to like week 12 or week 13 and the Seahawks are in this weird game with like the the Cardinals or the Giants and the scores like or maybe even the Niners and it's like 10 to 6 or 15 to, to 12. This Seahawks offense is not consistent. Very similar to their defense. Now, this is post their defense is a different story. Post Legion of Boom, this defense is inconsistent. When the Legion of Boom were there, they were one of the best defenses in all of football, one of the best units in in arguably all time. But right now, this year, this Seattle offense is very inconsistent. The running game constantly in and out. Rashad Penny's in and out. Chris Carson's in and out. Travis Homer's in and out. They constantly got guys in and out. But they're a run-first team. DK's great, no doubt. Tyler Lockett's great, no doubt. But this O-line also is very sketchy. Not healthy all the time. Now, they went out and got Gabe Jackson to help Russell Wilson. I get that. Russell Wilson's the best quarterback. But I think this offense as a whole is not as consistent. That's why I got them at number four. Arizona at three, Kyler Murray is sick. I love Kyler Murray as a football fan. Kyler Murray, I just don't like him because, because he's in an Arizona Cardinal uniform. Kyler Murray is younger, which is why I put him. At, which is why I put him, and makes this offense more elusive because he's younger and only and is still growing and still getting better. They got the best wide receiver in this division, DeAndre Hopkins, right. And I think right there is why I put them in number three, because they were more consistent across last year. Seattle's more inconsistent, but Arizona is a a little more consistent. Kyler Murray's going to light it up almost every week. I don't think there was a week last year, maybe two or three games, where Kyler Murray didn't get lit up, and that's because he played against a really good defense. So I'm going to say Arizona at three. Although, I'm I'm not going to lie, I do think Seattle offense on paper... Looks a lot better than Arizona's on paper. I will I will say that. Number two, Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford. This guy adds a whole different dimension to this team. Mind you, they went out and got deep threat Deshaun Jackson. I don't know what the hell he's got left in the tank. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, phenomenal duo. They lost Cam Akers, which I think is huge going into this season. Their O-line is usually very good. Tyler Higbee's very good. Matt Stafford... Very good. This Rams defense, uh, this Rams offense, going to be one of the best in all of football. The Niners, I yes, sure, I can say that I'm I'm uh, I'm biased, but like we talked about last week when we broke down the offense, they got the best tight end in football. They got two young studs at wide receiver, and the sky is the limit. They haven't even like hit their peak yet. And Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. They got the best fullback in all of football. They got the best left tackle in all of football. They got a really, really good center in Alex Mack now, a really, really good left guard in Lake and Tomlinson. Again, not saying that the, the Rams O line is sick too. Andrew, I got to give Andrew Whitworth some love. I know it's the Niners podcast, so that's why I don't give him too much love. But Andrew Whitworth is one of the best tackles in the past decade. I think we could both agree on that one. Oh, but, yeah. but back to the, the Niners. Oh, like I said, you got the best tight end. You got the best fullback. You got the best left tackle. The amount of talent. And then you add Trey Lance, like you mentioned. This offense is just absolutely loaded. The most talented that Kyle Shanahan has had. And Kyle Shanahan is the best offensive-minded coach in this division. That's my case for the 49ers for the best offense in all of football. Having said that, my question was going into the 2021 season. Therefore, you answered this question better than I did. But anyways... (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, any last thoughts before we finish this one off?
1: Nah, I'm just very excited for uh, preseason. I want to see these Niners play, and I want to get a proper evaluation.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited for next week. I'm looking forward to that first preseason game. And tune in. Next week's episode, we will preview the 49ers' first preseason game against Kansas City. Excited for that one. Jay Hoda, Zach Chevy signing off, and we will see y'all next week. And that is a wrap for this week's episode of the 49 Away podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.